0: Heyo, I'm Katie and it's your co-host Corey and this is the press next podcast.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to another week of the Press Next podcast. Welcome, if it's your first time listening, we are Mm. a podcast that discusses movies, um, documentaries, TV shows, and just relate them to real life applications. So we are so happy that you have joined us today.
0: Yes, yes, indeed, Corey. Um, I'm feeling a little bit. How you feel? (laughs) I feel great. Uh, I feel good. Especially with the the content that we just, uh, the movie or the documentary that we just watched, and um, I think it'll have some some good conversations. But I personally feel good. Hey y'all, I know I told y'all I got my appendix out. I'm getting better day by day. So <laughs>
1: step hopefully by step.
0: Hopefully soon I will be back to normal. But the doc just said that I'm on the late end, but still doing good.
1: Perfect. How about you? I'm feeling good. Feeling really good. Um, I'm excited about our discussion today. We watched the documentary Minimalism on Netflix. And basically, let me just read what it says. Um, It came out in 2016. The documentary shows that minimalism isn't about living with nothing. It's about living with less, stripping your possessions back to what really genuinely adds value to your life, makes you happy, and helps you function. When you dampen the noise around the things you love, they become so much more exciting. So this is based off of a book. Um, This is what we are going to discuss today. But as always, um, if you want to get in on our discussions, stay up to date with what we are talking about. Um, If you want to, you know, suggest something that we cover, you can follow us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Um, you can email us. Oh, those are at pressnextpodcast. Podcast. And then you yes. can also email us. Corey, what is that email
0: address? Pressnextpodcast at gmail.com. Now in the in the near future, that'll actually just be changing to like info at pressnextpodcast.com. But right now, Pressnextpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Perfect. Perfect, perfect. And as always, if you would like to support this podcast, you can send us some cheddar cheddar. Um, mm, some moolah. At Cash App or um, Venmo. And what is that Mm -hmm. name?
0: Press Next Podcast, man. Everything is Press Next Podcast. If you need to find us, Press Next Podcast on YouTube. You're watching right now. Look at the channel name, Press Next Podcast. Go ahead and click that subscribe button.
1: Perfect. And I think I saw something about how you can actually review or rate things on Rate Podcasts on spotify now
0: spotify now yeah i got an email about that i I don't know i'm not um i will say that i haven't been listening to too many podcasts that are on spotify because they typically are on other places so i have an i have an iphone so i use apple Podcasts, and um and there's not like a ton of just exclusive spotify things so i need to try it out i need to try that function but if you want to try that function and you're listening to us on spotify you're like let me go ahead and drop a little review please do so
1: review 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 we love to read them um give us five stars if you would on apple podcast spotify now or anywhere that you listen to your podcast um or follow along with us on youtube you will see our lovely faces and um yeah so without further ado Let's get into this, Corey. So let's do it. Let's first do it. of all, ready for just share with us how you felt about this documentary. Like, what did it make you feel?
0: Um, what did it make me feel? <clears throat> if I'm being completely honest, um, can I do something before we jump into that? Yeah, absolutely. Let me just define minimalism. For everybody. So you're like, what does it mean? So the definition that I just searched says, um, <laughs> yeah. this is talking about art. You're talking about uh, simplicity and things of that nature. What it really means as far as a lifestyle is focusing on what really matters, eliminating the stuff that doesn't make you happy, Marie Kondo type of stuff. Right. Uh, doesn't it and spark so, joy. Ha- <clears throat> yes, yes. How did it make me feel? If I'm, you know, going to be honest and transparent because this is a podcast, why would I not? Um, I had a lot of, out a range of emotions. Like I felt very like um, challenged to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: oh, I need to like-
1: Do better at take this. Take
0: aspects of this, right. You know, take aspects of this lifestyle and actually do this. I also felt very perplexed in like, there's a there's a, like a thin line of like anger- There too. And I know you're thinking to yourself, how do you watch a documentary about minimalism and you feel angry, right? Here's what I experienced and I can't help but talk about this. I see all the time people living, choosing to live the van life, uh, a minimal life and everything else. Mm -hmm. You know who I don't see? I don't see black people. I don't see minorities doing this. And it's because I feel like when we talk about poverty, and obviously poverty is talking about income and everything else. But people of color have been living a quote-unquote minimalist lifestyle for a long time. Right, What you call ghettos was minimalist. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like they didn't have, they ain't, they, but that wasn't about choice though. Right. They didn't have the means to do that. So in watching a documentary, I was like, man, even the people that they were interviewing along the way to talk about their lifestyle. I think it was, like, one black person. There was. Maybe.
1: There was.
0: And he was, like, a scholar, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he, uh, like, he was a researcher. So, it wasn't like he was, like, somebody who was just, like, oh, I just wanted to do this. He was more so, like, an educator. Let me give you information about what it means to live a minimalist life. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but, like, there's a piece of me that, that just, that angers for some reason. I don't know why it angers me. That's okay. But it does, like. That's, that's one of the feelings that I had. So I felt emboldened to actually look at the pieces and stuff that I have around me to act. also felt the, the anger that I don't know where to place. Um, <clears throat> And I also felt validated. Because Explain. you know of all people, I, especially when we got to the part when uh, there's a guy there who was talking about meditating and stuff like that, but... I have very recently, within the last couple of years, really been a proponent of, we don't need this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're not using it, like, you don't even need to sell it. Just give it away. It is literally taking up space. That's how I feel about, like, storage units and stuff like that. We, If you, we have too much stuff that, like, you know this. We have, like, conversations all the time, y'all, Katie and I, um, where we talk about stuff and, like, oh, we need more space. And I believe that we also need more space because, like, I want to have children, and stuff like that. But then I also believe, like, we don't need more space. We need to, we can, we need to get rid of some of this stuff.
1: Absolutely. And then we'll
0: have more space. So. And
1: and for a reference, we live in about eleven hundred square feet, and we have a two bedroom, two bathroom, which is the biggest place we've ever lived. Uh, we right. came from and, like and an eight hundred or six hundred square foot. Yeah, apartment. very
0: small. And we made that work. And the thing that I enjoy about this right now is we use every room. Mm -hmm. We use every We use every space. So
1: there was a part in this documentary where they talk about an average household and what rooms get used. They had a heat map to show like where the bodies were going in the house throughout the day. And the biggest room that never gets used is the dining room.
0: Like the dining room. And then if you have like a second living room.
1: Right. Which I get. I feel like, formal dining rooms, especially because I feel like a lot of houses now have like an eat in kitchen and then a formal dining room, which that formal dining room is for looks essentially, except maybe during the holidays, right? Or if you have like a dinner over, I feel like people don't really use those formal dining rooms. Um, But I grew up, did you grow up eating around a kitchen table? Or a Dining room table with your whole family at one table,
0: yes, every night. Yes, same. We would, we had a table now. Mind you, y'all know my family like 15 strong, <laughs> so we had a very long table that chairs and benches on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, and every night when we get at the table, we would say grace. We'd have to go around the table, and say a Bible verse, a different Bible verse that we, you know, learned from Awanas or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, drink a glass of water before we can have any Kool Aid, you know, and then we fellowship at the table over dinner which was great we also had like a small dining room but I for the life of me like I mean that's what I did but you Mm -hmm. did as well yeah like you grew up at a table yeah
1: absolutely so we didn't have like a dining room but we had a table in our kitchen and we sat at it every night ate at the table no phones at the table the tv was muted it was just us talking about you know our day or whatever And sometimes you know <laughs> i always say sometimes you you didn't talk because sometimes you know it bad someone had a bad day so you just yeah. sat there and ate and that's okay too but you still had that at least 15 to 30 minutes of just sitting with each other and being in the presence right. of each other without distraction
0: now our table was too big for us to have that much bad energy so yeah
1: I was a family it, unless it was a four, like a,
0: so. Yeah, unless it was like a family meeting where we sat around the table, you know, it, two or three people could be upset and be some negative mm-hmm. energy, but the rest of them going to pick up the positive energy, right. so.
1: Yeah. And it wasn't a decision who's was
0: going to talk, you know.
1: Yeah, that's something that I want to carry in our family is sitting around a table and eating. 100%. Um, and I know that it's so easy in this day and age to pull up a TV tray, right, in the in the living room oh, yeah. or whatever, but. I I really enjoy that through all throughout my childhood that that one thing but remained.
0: Why was that? In, why was eating around formally eating around a dinner table important to you?
1: I think at the time maybe it wasn't. It was just what we did. But now looking back, it it was because it kept me connected with one from a parent's standpoint. You know, you're talking to your kids about what's going on. You can see how their day was. You can see, like, how school's going or, you know, is there anything going on that maybe they haven't opened up about, especially in a smaller mm. setting. Like, it it might have been different for you because there were so many people in your house, but in a smaller mm. setting, you can kind of talk about, you know, anything.
0: Yeah. I mean, you couldn't eat if you didn't eat at the table at our house. Even if you were just, like, not everybody was at the table. You just wanted to eat something. You still had to eat at the table. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh that was definitely a thing. But um, how did you feel? I told you how I felt, but I don't know if I heard about how you felt about it.
1: Yeah, um, I felt a lot of different things as well. I felt like some things I was doing right, like, oh, I already do that. Or, oh, I'm working on right. that. And there were some things where I, you know, had to take a look at myself and think about what I can change around me and what I can change that I can control. Right. So we can't control everything in our lives, but there are things that we can control And making those changes to make your life less stressful and more enjoyable and, and really taking advantage of what's in front of you and what you have.
0: Man, it really, so I think my boy Ian, uh, shout out to my boy Ian, uh, he kind of, I don't know if he's there fully, but I know he went through a, a part where he was uh, definitely downsizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we would go places and and he would pack like a backpack. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't need, everything I need for this trip is in this backpack. Right. I'm like, dang. <laughs> but, you know, I I think to myself like, damn, I wish I could do that. And I and to a certain extent, I do. Right. There are things though that I do enjoy that I don't know if I'd ever get a part of that lifestyle fully, right? right. Uh, and I think that there was a part so in the documentary, you know, there, there are two guys who wrote this book. They're going on a book tour, talking to all these people, you know, so they're going to news places and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think on Christmas Day, they were like on Good Morning America or something. Some, was it Good Morning America? Uh, I think it was, it was the set Today Show. Some that looked Show. like Good Morning America. Or the Today mm-hmm, Show.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't and disrespect were, the Today Show.
0: I'm sorry, the Today Show. Mm-hmm. You know, Show shout out Hoda Kotb. <laughs> My bad. Um, and somebody said, what happens if one of you fall in love with a, uh, maximist or something like that mm-hmm. instead of a minimalist? Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, I mean, that's a good question, but also it's, it's more about principles. She was like, he was like my, my girlfriend or wife, whoever he lives with has 20 pairs of shoes. And the immediate response from the woman was like, oh, that's nothing compared to my closet. Right. And I say this all the time. How many times do I tell you, Katie? you mm-hmm. you and the autumn shoes you only got two feet like why you got autumn shoes for it? i the shoes is something that I used to understand like when I started getting to the minimalist lifestyle when i used when I was growing up I was i everybody was a sneakerhead right mm-hmm. that was like the thing but it was status that's what that's what I was chasing I was chasing status I wanted to go to school and the next person look at me and say oh he got these shoes on I didn't have the money like that though because it was always somebody else whose shoes was way fresher than mine. They had the new Jordans, the new whatever was out, hot, no scratches, no nothing. Mm-hmm. So even at my height of sneakerhead, I still was always behind. So it was always status. And then what I feel like I learned was that like sneakers, I'm like, they don't make, I just need something practical. right? I would well, like for it to look nice, but I just need something practical that I can like wear over and over and over and over again until i'm done with them and then i get a new pair if i need a new pair
1: right and i think that it's interesting that you brought up fashion because that is they they talked about certain things in this documentary they broke it almost down into sections and one section was fashion and how yeah. the fashion industry it's not only fast fashion in the sense that it's being made in sweatshops and people are being paid way um under Labor cost and like, you know, essentially working for free, um, but it's also fast in the sense that there used to be two seasons. There used to be warm weather they clothing said, and yeah, cold and weather cold clothing, weather. and now I still operate like that. And now it's set up on a fifty-two season. Every week That's, it's something different. Every week, every week it's That's a new crazy. style. Every week it's something different, and it's so fast and it's so well marketed that they and they mentioned this, that the marketing and the advertising is set up to make you feel like what you have is out of style or out of fashion so quickly that you just have to keep buying more and more and more to stay up on trends. And boy, did that hit home. That stuck
0: with you? That stuck well, with you? Well, it did.
1: There were several different things. I mean, I have a whole sheet full of things that stuck well, with me from Well, let's talk fashion this. first. But fashion... You go on TikTok, right? And everything is let's do this haul. Let's do, let's see what I bought at Target today. Let's see what I got from Sheen. It's all Mm -hmm. here's what you need. Here's what you need. Here's what you need. Like to know it is an app where influencers will tag what they bought or what they're wearing so that you have access to buy it immediately. And it's just like
0: interesting. It's never heard of it.
1: So every, almost every influencer has a like to know it. And essentially they'll post a picture, you know, wearing this and it links you to an app where the app has where the jacket's from, where the shirt's from, where the pants are from, where the shoes are from, where the headphones are from, where my hair clip is from. And it's a direct link to buy. That's wild. To buy every single thing that this person is wearing. Where my, where my ring is from. Probably could link where my freaking engagement ring is from, you know, <laughs> like my wedding ring. And it's just like so crazy how everything is just at our fingertips. And while, yes, it does come in handy, at the same time, it's like, why do we accept all of this stuff being pushed at us, you know?
0: Status, and so, it's straight status, and or, so, or perceived status.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, there's something that they mentioned that they quoted. Um, or that they said that I quoted, and it says we live in a world where material goods are important for their symbolic meaning, the status mm. they give us according to marketing. So they're essentially talking about how marketing is pushed on us and how everything is like what you need. 100%. And what you have to have. Here's the next thing that you have to buy. And I related that to things that I see when I'm scrolling. I see TikTok. Amazon finds you must have part 264. Like, why do you have that many things from Amazon that you think people need to buy, (laughs) you know?
0: That or like on IG. I can't get on IG without after every third post or maybe even fourth post now. I don't know, maybe a second post. Ads. There's an ad. Yeah. It's an ad, two photos, ad, three photos, ad, two photos, ad, or your photos, or whatever. You get on your story now. It's even on your stories now. You watch one story, ad. Two stories, ad. One story, ad. Two story, ad. There's mm-hmm. always an ad. And I'm going to just keep it G real. <laughs> I ain't never bought nothing off of, just because I saw the ad. Yeah. Be a 100% what you bought. Now, I have done things. Like, I saw, like, um, a movie ad or a podcast ad, and I'm like, oh, I want to, like, Listen to that, mm-hmm. but I ain't never left. Like I need to go purchase this,
1: right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know of anything that I've gotten an ad for that I immediately went and purchased. But I've definitely. But you'll save it. <laughs> I'll save it. I'll put it on my wish list. I'll think about say it that because it yeah. keeps coming up, and then eventually I may buy it.
0: And the worst part is that, like, the cookies trail you right. So, like, if you just search one thing, for instance. Um, I am currently going viral right now Because I, I'm posting football things Subtle flex Subtle subtle flex <laughs> I, I'm, I hope by the time that you hear this One of my videos will hit a milli uh, But This is funny because we're talking about minimalism And attention and ads But here we go mm-hmm. <laughs> Now my FYP is all sports stuff That was not the case before Right My I'll have my FYP down to like things that i really enjoy which is why i was on tiktok a lot right now i'm i'm noticing that as i scroll it's all sports stuff and i'm like i don't i want to watch this i watch sports all the time i want to be on tiktok to watch other things mm-hmm. but um it's it's just it's because the cookies kind of tra- like trail you you can search one thing you can say one thing i want an ipad and then all all of a sudden all the ads that you see on instagram Our are iPads. about <laughs> get an ipad get an apple pen yeah. get this for your ipad this is what get, you, get, you know need. what i'm saying or you bought one thing. You bought a you bought a gift for a friend. Your friend wanted um I don't know, a new beanie. You bought her a new beanie on Amazon. But now all of your stuff is like Amazon fashion for white women. Like you <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> It's true. It's just It's true. It's so we be we are so inundated with ads. There is unless you completely just live in a wilderness, you will not get away from United States marketing. And you know what really stuck out to me? Hmm. Remember when they were talking about, there was a segment where they were talking about kids' toys.
1: Mm-hmm. This is it's big. Near this is really end. just like yes. hit me
0: at home. There's a section they're talking about kids' toys, and they were like, Have you been in a kid's store after a while? And I'm about to get into capitalism. So sorry if I <laughs> step on my soapbox. You, They went into the kid's store and they said, There's so many, any toy you can imagine you can get. They're all shit. They're terrible toys. Yeah. But this is not just for kids. This is not just for kids. This is for all of us. And I hope y'all see this. The the things that we are buying, that they give to us, there's a thousand versions of them. And none of them are quality. Like, I feel like when we grew up, when I was growing up at least, and I'm going to assume that people before me were growing up. What we bought was quality. It was a quality item. It might not have been that there were a thousand different versions of them, mm-hmm. but that to me also made it cooler. Right. Because when I went to school, I can say, oh, you got a My Buddy doll too? You know what I'm saying? It was like one thing mm-hmm. that everybody wanted. Everybody wanted, um, what's, the, what's my Man. guy on a, everybody wanted a Turbo Man. They didn't want a booster. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they didn't want the uh, the mentors or the uh, demon team. Um, they wanted Turbo Man. Right, it wasn't a lot of it wasn't a bootleg Turbo Man where they called him Fast Man or Fast Guy, Speedy. Right, (laughs) that's like the other side. But nowadays, especially with capitalism and how it has just boomed because we have tried to buy into this American uh, this dream, there are a thousand different Turbo Mans. Mm -hmm. None of them are good. And
1: I think access to things when we were growing up was a lot different than it is now. Like remember when we were growing up, and every other ad was. Like the colorful uh, paint or Those moon cool. sand, or yeah, little
0: moon sands, like, or creepy crawlers, and you had
1: to order them through the phone.
0: Yeah, or on the book you had to or send in a little a um, catalog, like yeah, the mail in, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: not everything was so accessible, but they also mentioned that advertising for children's toys used to be geared towards parents, and now it's geared towards the children, towards kids, because the yeah. children are the ones that have these these things they have the ipads in their hands they have you know all of that but
0: but the kids don't know what the what they want like the they want everything the one thing that they have, I mean, no, so the we. one thing Where that they, they learn that
1: from you know what do you mean like we also want everything it's it's the same thing just different stuff it could be a kitchen utensil rather than a turbo man
0: right right but here's what i'm saying as far as difference when it comes to kids if I give a kid an a Apple mouse and I don't tell them what the Apple, what it's for, mm-hmm. the kid going to play with it. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like we have a little bit more knowledge to understand the new the nuances and differences as to why um, a certain kitchen tool may be more useful for me to play with than the other one okay. because I'm baking versus cooking.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: But if I get the, you know, like at this, I feel like even with kids, you just give them anything, which is why I'm loving seeing... These uh, baby showers and stuff like that. When people are like, bring me books,
1: mm-hmm. bring
0: me other things. I'm like, oh, I love this. I love the idea of when Christmas comes around to get a gift, you got to give a gift. I love that. You
1: need to clean out to get, yeah. You
0: got to clean out to get in because now you're you're being cognizant of things that like, oh, I don't, I have this serves me no purpose anymore. Mm-hmm. And could like potentially help and serve somebody else. Mindsets that change. That's what I'm really saying is that. When we had less to choose from, we had more community because we had more things that connected us that were like, we, we all, everybody remembers, I guess if you are a guy, the toys are still gendered, but like, we remember creepy crawlers in an easy bake oven.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? We remember Hot Wheels. Mr. Buckets, you know, Hot Wheels. I, and then a little bit later, Beyblades, like we remember them. Now there's just so much what you got is different than what I got and who I'm supposed to play with. Mm-hmm. So, We're not playing with the same toys.
1: So beyond children and, and looking at adults and what we, we do, the main thing that I took away from this is that we try to, I mean, because all of those ads are targeting us for a reason because we are a consumer Based country, based we yeah. we bye, bye, buy, buy 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 and something that really stuck out to me was that they questioned, "What are we buying all this stuff for?" To fill a void, and what is the stuff? It's never enough. So, the documentary opens with this quote: "So much of our life is lived in a fog of automatic habitual behavior." We spend mm-hmm. so much time on the hunt, but nothing ever quite does it for us. We get so wrapped up in the hunt that it makes us miserable. So what do you think about people always being on the hunt?
0: Do <laughs> um, you mind if I be a little bit too transparent here? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, when I met Katie, when I met you, sweetheart, <laughs> I was at a moment of my life where I was really zen. I was meditating a lot. I was doing mindful, you know, saying yeah. like self compassion. I was very in the zen. moment. I was very zen, and it was very easy for me to recognize aspects of people's life, and even including my own. When I say it's very zen, I mean like I'm. I was. I still did dumb shit. Right, okay? but it was it it became very easy for me to recognize where people um it, c- that people couldn't sit and be complacent and thankful for the things that they had
1: right
0: what did i tell you my one fear for you was for our, our relationship in the beginning
1: that i would get bored or that i would that you would
0: get bored of me yeah that was my one fear was that i've seen what you do, I've seen all the things that you do. I've seen what makes you happy. I, you seem like a person who loves to go, 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 and the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. That the one thing I feared was, I am going to be here temporarily for you because there will always be a hunt. You won't be, you you won't be able to accept me, and it's not going to be in my issue. I'll be able to accept that at some point. Right now. Damn. The, I'm not, I wasn't trying no, to read you because no, what I'm I about mean, to say now is go ahead
1: no I'm agreeing with you
0: yeah as we I think as our relationship and love grew and the fact that we were able to openly communicate that with each other and how we both felt about each other and that we didn't want to lose each other and well how do we don't want to lose each other well we got to talk about the things that we're afraid of you told me the things that, um, that you're afraid of for me I told you that that's what I'm afraid of for you. So now we get to be more cognizant of, I can still want these things, but I need to make sure that he knows that I want him and I don't want nobody else. I'm done hunting there. I'm still hunting in other places. But we. that's what I see is too much of, is that people just don't, it can't, it's hard for people to accept what they have. They're not happy in what they have. They get something, it's, it's like insulin spike, right? That's what I think about it as. You get that sugar at first, but if it don't come with no substance, no fiber, okay? If it don't come with no substance, you get up here and you're back down and you're like, I need something new.
1: Right. Well, and just like adrenaline, I mean, it's up and down, up and down.
0: It's, it's how you could, um, you know, and some things work different for other people. And I'm not saying I judge other people, but I definitely will will see something in somebody and be like, how are you living so far in the future that you're not actually appreciating right now.
1: And what How you at you a concert
0: have, yeah. and the entire concert you're on your cell phone for the whole concert?
1: Yeah.
0: I get you want to have some videos or something to like live in it, but here's what I'm trying to say, and I'm going to break this down from a psychological aspect. So memories are a very weird thing. They're actually not as um sound as you all think they are. <laughs> People be like, "I remember when I was 3." No you don't. <laughs> so Here's the thing, though. If you want to boost a memory, you have to have an experience. If you are somewhere and all you do is experience something through your cell phone, what's going to happen is your experience or your memory is going to be what you see through the cell phone. Mm -hmm. Every time you watch that video, you're going to keep rebuilding that memory. It will no longer be the memory of you actually being there. You're going to remember that video. You're not going to remember how you felt when you were there. That's what I'm trying to say. How are you going to be right here, right now, already planning your next trip or into the next concert or where are we going next? Or I'm hungry. What's the next thing? Like really gotta be right here. It's hard though. Cause it's built in our culture to want the next thing. Am mm-hmm. I lying? How you feel?
1: No, it is because I think that even, I mean, I'm so guilty of it where I take a job and I'm like, okay, well what's my next step? Right. Or we come out of college, you know, with our first job and we're like, this is a stepping stone instead of let's see where this job takes me and see how I can move within this company. It's like, I'm going to take this job for a short time and then I'm going to go somewhere else or I'm going to do something else.
0: Um, AKA starter home. Right. (laughs) Starter homes.
1: Yes. This is my starter home. This isn't my forever home. What do you mean? You bought a house. It's a house. It doesn't have to be forever, but like don't, right. you don't have to be thinking about, What's next, right?
0: You're not appreciating what you have, I promise you, because you already have skipping this. You're skipping this. You're beyond this. Right. This is just temporary for you, which means you're not looking. You're beyond it.
1: And that's something that I struggled with really bad, which is why you felt that way. Which is why you felt. And it's not so much for me like, okay, I'm at this job. What's my next job? It's I always feel like I have to be working on something. Something. It doesn't matter what it is. It, if I'm happy at my job, it doesn't have to be that I'm looking for the next job. It, it can be other aspects of my life, right? Where I might be happy at this job, but now I need to think about how I can work out more. Okay. I have a good workout routine In now I need to think about how I can save up money. Okay. I'm saving up money. Now I need to think about how I, it's just all of these different things that I think are good, Right in no, small non-obsessive ways <laughs> but i think i have like an i think that i have a i don't want to say an addictive personality but when i get fo- what why are you making that face
0: you do it's okay <laughs> when i, I get do too. focused
1: in on something that becomes all i think about until i have
0: something new new to focus to on. focus on so which is why i call you i call you two it's your, one of your nicknames two weeks right 14 days three weeks three weeks okay i give you three <laughs> weeks that's one of her nicknames You get something new and then three weeks later you it ain't never touching it again
1: okay so speak- which is
0: okay i mean we that's that's i think that's a product of what we're talking about right so right?
1: speaking of that um this is talking about filling a void, right? We want, 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 we buy, 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 because we are trying to fill a void within ourselves that right. is not going to be sufficed with these things, with these belongings, with these physical, material things. So we, at the core of it, we have to figure out what that void is and what is going to fill that void. Is it time with our family? Is it time with our friends? Is it going for walks around our neighborhood? Like, what is it that makes us happy? So let me ask you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever wanted something so bad and you thought once I get this I'll be happy and then you got it How did it make you feel? Um or like did it did it make you happy temporarily and now you don't use that or
0: Right. Yeah, no. Okay, so I only see one thing to me that I'm still chasing, so I can't really answer this question, and this is funny. People say like, money can't buy you happiness, but for me, I feel like it could if I had the right dollar amount, because I've seen what not having money does. Right. Right? For sure. Um, And not to spend lavish things, Spend on lavish things. That's just not my MO. The thing that would I think would make me happy, I'm 100% probably positive would make me happier, is if I had the money to get out of debt. Right? Like, yeah. I'm in a student loan forgiveness program. I think that a huge weight will be lifted off my shoulder once that loan is forgiven, after however many payments I have left. I've been paying for some years now, probably still got like six or seven more years left. But once I get into my forties, they say, "Hey, congratulations for paying all your payments. We are and working, you know, for, you know, for public service. We are going to forgive your loans. Boom, boom, boom." Or if Joe Byron come through and do that thing, <laughs> uh, that is going to make me happy. I don't care what nobody says, right? Because everything is in perspective for me. For instance, as you all know, I also have done in the past and still kind of dabble in music. So sometimes I feel really guilty that I'm like not doing music stuff. But you know what makes me happy? I do content creation. I do video production. As part of that video production and why my video productions look a little bit better sometimes is that they sound better. I have better sound design. Well, I learned all of that through the passion that I have with music. So it's still paying dividends now. Right. So even though I'm not necessarily pressing the keys on the keyboard 24-7 and giving y'all albums and music, I feel like the things that I have put my time in have still serviced me to this day.
1: To this and day? And so,
0: to this day, there's <laughs> nothing that like I purchased ever where I was like, uh, this is like, I don't really need this. I mean, that I thought was going to make me like happy, happy. right? Not like a thing like, oh, I bought this little gadget and I don't really need the gadget no more so you can have it. Like a phone gimbal. I bought a phone gimbal one time. Um, and I ended up like selling it because I didn't really use it that much. Um, the GoPro, I have plans for the GoPro, but I haven't been using the GoPro a lot, you know? So, Mm -hmm. but those things, none of them are like, oh, this is what's going to make me happy. And I think maybe that's even the issue. Right. It's like, if it, if I didn't think it was going to make me bring me joy, why did I buy it in the first place?
1: Yeah. I think something that I struggle with that I've been trying to get better at, but I've struggled with it my entire life is comparison and Mm -hmm. comparing myself to other people, um, and thinking, you know, I have to be like them or I want to be like them. And so I remember going to college freshman year, there were all of these name brand things that I had never had, but everybody at college had them like Chacos or LL Bean boots or, um, Hunter Rain boots or an Eno, like all of these things that I bought minus the rain boots. Um, But I bought because I saw that other people had and I thought Mm -hmm. they have them and they look happy. I want that. I want what they have because they look cool wearing it or they look cool with it and that's what I want. And so I remember um, saving up money for a pair of Chacos and I was like, man, if I get a pair of Chacos, I'm going to be so cool, yada, yada. And then I bought them and I still have them. I mean, I love them. But I was like...
0: Okay. Didn't hit, huh?
1: I was like, okay, (laughs) I have them. Cool. Now what?
0: (laughs) Okay, let's go. (laughs) Okay, let's go.
1: So, like, yes, I love them. I still wear them. That was in 2013. I still wear my Chacos. And so, I mean, it was a good investment because I've gotten a lot of use out of them. But in the same token, I bought them thinking that I would feel something when I got them. And I
0: didn't. I was just like, oh, it's a pair of shoes. <laughs> I, I, right. I guess my equivalent is like sometimes I will, I used to pull up in my car with like a new... I used to love like breaking songs to people. Mm-hmm. I used to pull up in my car with like a new song. And right when I would like wait till they get out to restart the song. You know what I'm saying? And hope that like when they get in, like, hey, who is this? Uh-huh. And I'll be like, yeah, you know, this no, You know, you like that, huh? Um, and then as I got older, there would be times where I would literally like do that. And my immediate thought, now this is, I told you, I got real zen. This is after I was doing meditation and mindfulness practices. I would do something like that. And my immediate thought was like, legitimately, why the F did I just do that?
1: Yeah. What does it matter? Mm -hmm. What does it
0: matter if I broke this song to this person? Like I couldn't have just told them, hey, I think you'll like this song. I I enjoy this song. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's just. The comparison thing is wild because I tell people all the time and I tell you this all the time. Stop trying to move on other people's timeline. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You are unique and special to yourself. And what what validation are you actually looking for?
1: Right. I said earlier. We're buying things for validation. We're buying things because we want to look like we're Wearing the newest styles. We buy things because we want the brands. We buy things because we want people to see that we dress cute. We're wearing up to date styles. We have on the latest brand that's hot right now. Like we want people to see she got it like that or he got it like that.
0: Yes, indeed. And I mean, that's, that's, that's I see that in a lot of stuff. And even in myself, again, I'm not trying to cast a stone that I wouldn't cast at myself. Um, But I do recognize there are times, the reason why I tried to flex earlier, talk about the the TikTok that's almost at a million is because I'm finally at a place now that, and I'm going to switch this into what the conversation actually is, that I'm creating content that I just enjoy creating. That
1: you enjoy, yes.
0: I love it. I'm in here all day yesterday. All day yesterday. I didn't even watch football. Did I watch football? A little bit. A little, a little bit. bit. Towards the, the end. Towards the end. <laughs> Towards then it was on the TV, but I wasn't even watching it. And I was like, I gotta go back in here and make more videos. And they're like, um, if you ask me why, it's because I had fun. Right. I loved doing it and then posting it. And here's what I love seeing the reason why I like them to see the million views and stuff like that. Somebody appreciated what I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. That feels good. You had
1: fun doing it and someone enjoyed it. I had
0: fun doing it, and then somebody liked it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's cool. That, but I didn't go in as, as before I was making content trying to get you to like it. Mm-hmm. I want you to like this. I'm trying to do all this market research and SEO and everything else. What do people like? Man, I just said, I love football. <laughs> I want to, and I saw it. I had an idea because somebody was asking me about football and I saw TikTok about it. You know, what if I just talked about what I love, which is football, and help people who don't know football to understand football? And now I got people comment moms that are following my page. Like I have sons who play football. I don't, I want to cheer them on, but I don't know what the hell is going on. So yeah. thank you for your content. Yeah. That's cool. I just connected with some people over my passion and I didn't, that wasn't my intention. Right? My intention is just to to create something cool. And the reason why I'm trying to circle this back is because what I saw in the documentary for everybody who was these, there were these big wigs, y'all. And y'all watch the documentary, you'll see. These aren't people who were just doing you know, making thirty thousand dollars a year. Right.
1: These they're people like stepped away partners of firms. Yes, they banks. stepped
0: away from half a meal, Like you know, what I'm saying a salary a year. They stepped away from the jobs that we all dream about to say, "I want more control of my life." You know mm-hmm. what they did? They did stuff that they're passionate about, just to do it, not because they needed something else to get from that. They just wanted to do it themselves. They wanted to do. I wanted to live on a farm. And raise chickens. (laughs) Like, I love raising chickens. Mm -hmm. And, hey, the documentary found me. I'm sure they got paid for that. But that's that's the pride and, like, greatness that I pulled out of the documentary is that, like, man, I just want to tap into— I saw them doing things that they enjoyed doing. They started living their life, not working to live. They started living and Mm -hmm. then working a little bit along the way. They weren't their careers. They were pouring into— What is going to give me a full life? That's That's how we we are. That's what
1: we're taught. taught. Get a good career. So we're taught that our worth is set in what we do and how much money we make and what we own. Yes.
0: And, And we can show you that by what we own. We can show you that with a nice car. I can show you that with what I'm wearing. I can show you that with a nice earring. I can show you that with the art and everything that's in my house. Oh, you got the new Peloton or whatever else. Um, Peloton's a bad example Katie gonna ride a Peloton every day it's very useful I'm not spending money on a Peloton
1: it is useful but (laughs) I'm like hey don't we come up for the Peloton it's like
0: yeah there's other things it's like that's not a useful thing but we just got it just so when people come on our house they like yo like did you see this Mm -hmm. toaster you know what I'm saying like whatever it may be who are we getting that who are we seeking that validation for I just love that on my path of meditation Uh, and maturing really is that i've lessened my my need for other people's approval and i just be doing i do a lot of things just because like it makes me happy
1: and i think that that's important and that leads me into my next topic of conversation which is when you buy things do you and let me say the question first when you buy things do you think what is this adding to me or what? What value is this adding? Because I don't shop like that. I see it. I want it. I buy it if I have the money we know. for it. But <laughs> if I have the money for it, but I'm not asking myself what value is this adding. Is it adding temporary value or is it adding long term value? So, for instance, and that's the thing that that they were talking about in mm-hmm. in the the documentary. A guy was like the the one black guy in the documentary that you mentioned. He said, well, a true minimalist is going to be a recluse or a hermit or a monk.
0: who Very powerful. Who,
1: you know, isn't, isn't out in the world making a difference. So can you call yourself a minimalist? And the guy was like, well, I think that there's an in-between. I think there's a gray area. The consuming, and I quoted this. The problem is not consumption. The problem is compulsory consumption. Doing it because it's what advertising tells you to do. So it's like seeing a TikTok that's like things you need from Amazon and you're like, "Oh, you're right, I do need that." But do you really? Because oh. there was this there was this TikTok that I watched yesterday where this woman bought this contraption where she it was a contraption that hollowed out a banana and you put peanut butter in it, and it shoved peanut butter in the middle of the banana. And it's like this contraption that's going to take up space. It costs money. It looked extremely messy. And somebody commented on it and said, why don't you just cut the banana and put peanut butter on the banana instead of trying to insert it in the middle? Um, And so things like that, I'm like, "Uh, that's kind of unnecessary. But if it brings you joy, if it's contributing to your life, that's Okay. That's not the bad thing. Like a Peloton. I don't have my own. We have it at the apartment, but one day I do want to buy my own and I try to ride it three to four times a week. So I'm actually getting like, I enjoy it. I enjoy that type of cardio. I enjoy pushing myself. I enjoy the classes. I enjoy the music. That is something that I love. So I am willing to spend the money on that. I'm willing to have a stationary bike set up in my small apartment, you know, that's something that brings me joy. You said a toaster, Laura, shout out you. Um, We saw Wait, did
0: Laura just buy a toaster?
1: Yes. The toaster that I showed you. Um, But that brings her joy, right? So it's not the, the consumption part of it. It's, is it bringing you joy? True joy.
0: Yeah. I guess what does that mean for people? And the answer to your question is, you know, how I spend you know, you like you know how I spend. I'm a person, y'all. I would tell Katie, this is what I need from the store. Katie would come back and be like, Look what I got. I think you like this. Just a nice little trinket. You know, I saw this and I was like, uh-da-da-da. I'm like, we didn't need none of that. I <laughs> like, but it's okay. And sometimes more than more often than not, I'm like, yo, this is like great. And it actually does bring me drugs. It's very cool. But you know me. There's like I have a videography business, and it took me, it took me a while to purchase an iMac like something I would actually need for the business. Right. I needed that security from Katie to be like you need to invest in yourself. So for me, what like I can't tell you the last thing that I purchased that was like not going to serve a purpose. Or even I need something so I'll trade something. I'll do extra work. In the I'll sell of a camera. It. Right, I'll sell a camera and stuff like that. I'm always thinking like Am I going to use this? Is this going to bring me joy? Can I make do something with this to either make money for me or I'm going to continually use this? I'm going to get better at this and everything else. Right. What did I want for Christmas? What did you get me for Christmas?
1: A Masterclass subscription. Knowledge. Yeah. I'm like, um, <laughs> I'm a,
0: headphones. <laughs> I'm going to be on there. Learn. You said what? I said, uh, headphones. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be on there learning so much stuff that like to me is like priceless that I'm going to be able to take in the thing and do the things that I enjoy Mm -hmm. and learn from people who are at the top of that. You know what I'm saying? Like people I would love to be in their pocket and just like hiding around with them all day so I can watch what they do. But they have a masterclass. They're, They're willing to share their information. So that's the kind of, but I did not used to be like that. And you notice, I still have an iPhone 8 Plus. Here go right here, my nice little iPhone 8 Plus, Battery's trash on it. But the shoes that I'm wearing right now, um, if I step in water, my feet will get soaked because the the sides of them have holes, literally. I'm just going to super glue them back together. These are nice shoes still. They still work. Um, I'm not saying I'm frivolous. I will buy jeans. They didn't have nice ripped jeans, so I made my own, right? I bought some jeans and cut them up myself and everything else, but... I'm always thinking like that when I'm buying stuff. I'm like, do I really, this is going to bring me joy. The only area that I really struggle with that, because obviously I'm fat and I have mental issues, is food. Yeah, we struggle with that. Yeah. But But other areas, I'm not, like, that's a thing for me. I'm like, I'm not, I don't need this. Like, I have other pants. I have other shirts. I have this. I don't need this thing.
1: Right. And I think that that is something that I kind of, it was kind of a light bulb moment for me, right? So things that can last you a long time, like a Peloton or a toaster, or your um, if you have really nice pots and pans or a KitchenAid mixer, you know, you could probably do the same thing with a hand mixer, but you want the nice KitchenAid because it's going to last you a long time and you're going to get a lot of use out of it. Whereas fashion, it comes and goes so quickly and they talked about the Project 333, which I thought was super interesting. Some call it a capsule closet where you have mm-hmm. 33 pieces of clothing and that's all. That's it. You create this wardrobe from 33 pieces of clothing um, to really keep it minimalistic. And they're just like staple clothing that so you can mix and match with each other. Um, and that... I don't know if I could ever... I'm not going to say I could never do it. It would be a challenge for me to do that. But I definitely do want to cut down on my consumption of fast fashion and things that are going to come and go quickly within what's in and what's not trends. Mm. And just like sticking with staple pieces.
0: Yeah, you have a need for variety that I don't need. Right. Like when it comes to everything. If you you... Anybody who knows me knows that I can eat the same meal every day all the time. Probably wear the same style of clothing every day or all the time. Right. I don't need the but variety. But I, I
1: think that it's different when it comes to men like versus men and women. women.
0: Yeah. Right. I think I don't disagree that it is different. I hate that it's different cuz to me it doesn't make any sense. But that's the culture that we live in. Mm-hmm. It's the culture we live in. Like fashion isn't, uh, I guess now it's becoming much more popular, but fashion hasn't and it really isn't tailored towards men as much as it is for women, Um, you know, because they care exactly. about how you look. But, I mean, yeah. everything is kind of coupled together, right? Like they're not doing, even though I actually foresee that like male makeup will be um, a thing in, 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 the, in the near future. You think um, so? But that, yeah, I do. Um, cause it's Do you think it'll be marketed imaging. differently? Yes. Okay. Things are already beginning to get marketed differently. Just very subtle things. Okay. Think about it. Men were happy with using five in one soap and washing their face with a doo rag. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They had no facial routine. Mm-hmm. You know how often I see now of men doing a face routine and and making sure that their hair is good and, and wearing bonnets and taking care of how they look. Way different than how it was even five years ago.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Fair point.
0: So I think we're trending in that direction. And I don't think there's anything wrong. I like to look good. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think great skin is amazing. Um, but at the same time, again, it's really about just doing things that you... That bring you joy, and if you, I just implore you to look at your life and honestly look at things in your life and be like, "Does this actually bring me joy?" Mm-hmm. I and watch how many excuses you make trying to save it.
1: Right? Okay. Watch Every how many excuses you make trying to save closet, it. I'm like, but but I might wear this.
0: But no, you won't. I know. You ain't you ain't wore it in a year. If a situation ain't popped up in a year, you not finna wear uh, it.
1: I know. I know. I need to clean out my closet. It's ridiculous, actually.
0: Do nothing to wear. I immediately after that was like, I have a a bag that you can put a body in. It's full of jackets and sweaters. That's about to get demolished.
1: Yeah, you do have a lot of jackets and
0: sweaters. But I'll tell you why I have that though. That's an insecurity in me, because I think that I look better in the winter time when I'm able to layer. I'm a bigger guy.
1: That's fair. So I, I also have a lot of sweaters.
0: I have a lot For of jackets and sweaters reasons. because they they compliment and they look nice. And people, I get the most compliments in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Summertime just ain't my season, I tuck it in. Um, but I don't need that. And I'm confident enough in myself, at least now. I don't need all that stuff. Like, I just need the things that I, 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 I y- y'all see me wear this. How many times you see me wear this? Every Friday. <laughs> I wear this thing. All the time. I like this. I like the way I look in it. It makes yeah. me feel good. It's also kind of warm. This is a T-shirt that I have that I wore all throughout high school under my pads. It's cut. It's Colt football. Shout out to AHS baby. Um, I, the things that bring me joy, that that fit perfect, that feel great, I wear those things. The jeans that I'm wearing right now, they, they kind of hold me in the thigh area. I wear them a lot. I'm not saying that you all or anybody should change to be a minimalist or- um, should be frugal, frugal or not buying any clothes or anything else I just really want you to just think about areas in your life that like you're fronting mm-hmm. and who you fronting for
1: is it for you or is it for how people perceive you so and that's one of the key takeaways from this like I've said is that we buy things to be perceived as something so let me ask you what does it mean to you to be successful as an adult
0: oh man this has changed so much for me Mm -hmm. i feel like it It,
1: it changes every year as i get older as things in my life change
0: this has changed so much for me and uh, some of it does actually um you know i have people that i want to make proud Mm -hmm. so and that's the validation i seek for some people I still seek my own in that I'm I'm being righteous and, and great and glorifying God, but I also would love for like my parents to look down and be like, "I'm I'm proud of this man," right? So when I get those slight compliments, I feel successful. Mm-hmm. I used to want to be career driven, money, 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 yada 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 yada. The thing to me that will make me feel successful. And I already kind of feel that way I'm working towards even more success is I want to be a great husband. I want to be a great partner. I want to be a great friend. I want to be great, um, like companion to others Mm -hmm. and just continue to be like a real, a real, just down to earth human or that people can count on, depend on and talk to. Absolutely. And God willing, we have children. I want to be a great father. That's it. That to me is success. When I picture success, let me tell you what I picture. I do picture being in a house, <laughs> but for space purposes only. Uh, I picture I'm sitting on a couch or somewhere. You are around me and my kids are like jumping on me. Or I'm watching my kid do something that they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Success. Success. That To me, the way I view that is I have a partner who trusts me. We created a legacy together. We built together. And I have a child who trusts me enough to be themselves and to dive into their passion. Success.
1: Yeah. I feel like my version of success is very similar. Like, and it's so weird how transformative your twenties are. And it could be that I'm married and that I think differently now because I'm not just thinking about myself. I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about our future family and things like that, but I even I mean, if you would have asked me last year, success would have been nice house, nice paying job, you know, mm-hmm. family. And I still want those things, of course, and I'm still going to be working towards those things. But I think for me, I have what I need. My bills are paid. Mm. I'm living in a nice area. Mm. I have friends that I can count on that would be at my side in a moment's notice. I have family Mm. that's healthy, living, and, you know, doing great. They're happy. They're living their lives. All of those things to me are success, or is success. Like, I am, I would make childhood Caitlin, Katie, very, very proud.
0: 100%.
1: She would be... Amazed at the life that I'm living. And so, even though I don't have the things that I want or the things that I think that I want, um, I'm doing good. And I think mine is very similar to yours, you know, having a partner that we have a, a great relationship with each other. We can speak openly, we have great communication. Having, you know, kids, that's the same way great open communication and like love i just want a house full of love um, um and acceptance and i want that for all my friends i just for me success would be i guess the legacy that i leave on others what do others think of me in in the sense of how did i impact them
0: right uh, that's probably the greatest way to wrap up that part of it yes. like that's what i think not not in a validation manner right um but wow, he impacted my life.
1: Right. What kind of impact? What kind of legacy are you leaving? Absolutely. So um, in wrapping up this great conversation, I feel like we've been having, um, what ways are you trying to minimize? And what are some things that you've already done or maybe that you want to do after watching this? Um, And this can be either digitally or physically.
0: Well, you know, I do have the book, Digital Minimalism, written by Cal Newport. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go check that out if you all want to check that out. Um, but again, clothing, I'm going to try to minimalize that. Um, definitely food spendage (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's on a budgetary issue thing. But, uh, but also, you know, if I'm, if I'm minimalizing correctly, I should also see that happen on a scale. So, Mm -hmm. um, uh, in the food area, most definitely digitally. Here's the thing. I spend a lot of time in consumption digitally, but I want to flip that to creation. Yeah. Right. So I want to minimize the consumption. I want to increase the creation. Was, um, and which is just like doing things that I want to do with.
1: I was going to say um, one time, this influencer that I follow put a question box up and someone said, How do you get anything done when you are on? social media all day every day. And she responded and said that typically when she's posting stuff, it's she's posting it and then getting off or she's answering questions and getting off. She's not spending time scrolling through everyone else's. She's not watching stories and things like that. So
0: Right. And I think that's what I'm Yes. What what I'm noticing now. And I'm by no means an influencer. What I'm noticing now though is um, I've been posting three videos a day. Um, I've been getting a lot of likes, comments, and shares. There's no way I can go through all of the comments and stuff like that. So, and it's almost, um, it's almost a deterrent for me. Like, I don't want to open it up and see that I have a thousand notifications and I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm like immediately close it again. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to have fun scrolling. If at the bottom ticker, y'all know how TikTok be, you get a notification, go to the bottom. So I'm scrolling, if, if the bottom ticker just keep going up, 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 I'm like, bro, I don't even want to scroll no more. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I have found, at least on TikTok, is I don't even have the time to really scroll through TikTok anymore, but not even necessarily because of that, it's because I've increased my creation, which has kept me off the consumption, which is fine, because if I'm creating, I'm pushing my mind to different limits, uh, I'm filling my time with things that I enjoy instead of just consuming that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, w- that would definitely be that, is, is flip the consumption to creation.
1: Perfect. I love that. Um, For me, so I actually have another quote (laughs) that is talking about cell phone usage. And this is a part of the documentary where they talked about phones and how we're so distracted because of phones. Um, And the quote says, we have this capacity for focus, but we're living it in a context where we are continually moving from one stimulus to the next In search of the dopamine experience where we're rewarded by the next email the next retweet or instagram like that comes into our phone rather often Um, and that stuck with me because about i'd say about a year and a half ago um back when we were still living in oklahoma i wanted to cut down on my phone usage i felt like i was looking at my phone way too much I struggle with staying focused. I have to make a list and come back to it several times a day just to stay on point. Um, And so I felt like I was getting very distracted. And so what I did, and this is um, a suggestion of one of my friends, I went into my settings and I turned off all notifications for social media. So I don't get any notifications popping up on my home screen from Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, um, Snapchat. I do because if I didn't, I would never check snapchat i would just forget about it and so i turned that one back on because i would go like a week I don't without have checking snapchat it
0: no more I, t- I, I deleted the app but go ahead
1: um it's a way for me and my friends to send videos to each other but um i noticed that i would get on the apps less because i wasn't getting a random one-off notification i check my phone i see the notification and then all of a sudden i'm scrolling on the app 10 minutes later You know, and so that's a way I've cut down Um, just recently. I mean, this has only been within the past couple of days, but I have turned on timers for Instagram and Facebook where I can only spend 45 minutes a day on each app. And that's just because I would mindlessly scroll. And um, I've said this several times, but I'll say it again. I have a problem with comparing myself to others. And so something that I've done is I've unfollowed so many so many influencers, so many fashion influencers, fitness influencers, um, influencers that I don't even know why I followed. I just did because I liked something that I saw once. Um, or if someone pops up on my timeline and I'm like, I don't know who this is, unfollow because it's not bringing me joy. And something you know that they said is what you're buying bringing you joy. I have been going through my apps and I'll see someone or I'll see a post and I'm like, does this person bring me joy? Does this, what they're posting, does it add value to me? No, unfollow. I don't even want that, you know, on my screen. And so that has been huge on my mental health just within the past couple of days. And just taking, not spending so much time on those apps makes you be present, right? So yeah. you only got 45 minutes, so you can either use it all in one setting, you can check it randomly throughout the day with less time on it. So you are more present with where you are. You are having to be thankful for what you have because you are not spending time on those apps comparing yourself to other people. And my philosophy is if you can't see it, you can't p- compare yourself to it. So if you're not on it, true. you don't know what you're missing out on. So... I don't know. Just the past couple of days, it's been it's been very great. I feel lighter, um, just like mentally and even physically. I feel like my shoulders are lighter. I don't have as much tension. Um, I'm not comparing myself. It's it's been great, and so that's the way that I'm doing that digitally, and then physically. I do want to go through my closet. I just want to go. I just want to sweep through the house and be like, "Is this bringing me joy? What I want to Marie Kondo this shit. Like, what mm. is this? you know, why do I have this? Um, Is there a purpose for it? If not, why do we have it? Um, We have a waffle maker that we maybe have used once in the past year. (laughs) I was looking at it the other day and I was like, I forgot that we even had that. We don't make waffles that often, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just, things throughout the house that I just want to go through and be like, "What, what are we, what are we doing here?
0: Let's do it. I'm down with it.
1: Starting with my closet. You know me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm down with it. We we can. Wow. There's a lot of stuff that we can get rid of, um, and, and 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 lighten our load a little bit. But I'm with it.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, this has been a great episode. I think that this was a great uh, documentary to watch, and I hope that you all watched with us. And if you did, please, you know. Uh, put it on social media (laughs) tag us let us know that you're watching it ironically um yeah and leave us a review and as always next time you're watching netflix and ask are you still watching always press next
0: press next baby love y'all